This episode of Creative Generation is not brought to you by Menulog. Rodrigo, <laughs> what is happening this week? This week we're chatting with Jazz from Jasmine TXO, who is our first TikToker on the show. The other day I woke up and I was looking at TikTok and all the videos had zero views and zero likes. And I was like, okay, it might be a glitch, but I went onto my live streaming page to see who was live. And I've never seen so many accounts that I follow live at once. And I looked at all their captions and I was like, goodbye TikTok, this is the end. Thank you for the memories. And I was like, what's going on? Hey, uh, before we get started, if you like what we're doing here on Creative Generation, please let us know. Jump on your podcast platform, like Apple Podcasts, and leave us a review. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Creative Generation. This week we have Jasmine, Jazz, better yet, probably better known as Jasmine TXO. G'day. Hi. Thanks hey. for having me, guys. So, Jazz, instead of me introducing you, Jazz, can you introduce yourself for us? Sure. Okay. So I'm Jazz. Um, I am mainly a TikToker. Um, I've been on TikTok probably for about five years now, so I've been on there for quite a while. Um, I also do YouTube, Instagram, but yeah, TikTok's my main platform. Um, on there, I do dance videos, I do comedy skits, um, daily vlogs. Yeah, I kind of do a variety of content. And yeah, that's me. That's awesome. And you are our our first official TikToker. And Fred, we were talking just off air earlier. Fred is likes to claim that he's a TikToker. So Fred, tell us about your TikTok experience. Look, I am on TikTok. I follow a bunch of people. I have never made a video or got any views for that matter. But I still consider myself a a fellow TikToker. Um, not as established, obviously, as, as Jazz, but you know, I'm getting there. Getting there. Yeah. yeah. Just lurking. A TikTok lurker. <laughs> a TikTok lurker, yeah. Just waiting for my opportunity. Oh. So five years, it wasn't TikTok five years ago. Um, yeah, so it started off as Musical.ly. Um, when, I think it was around 2015 that I downloaded it, like the end of 2015 when it was Musical.ly, and I think it was around like 2018 that it changed over to TikTok. And, mm. yeah, I mean, it's been a pretty big change. Like for all the people who are who have been on Musical.ly and TikTok, you, you'd be able to definitely see like the change between the two. What, what was Musical.ly like? Musical.ly? It was, I think it was definitely targeted at a younger audience. Like there were a lot of like 12, 13 year olds doing lip sync videos. You've probably seen them like circulate in the internet. Um, a lot of lip syncing, there were some dance videos, but I think all of that kind of new like Vine energy, meme, comedy kind of stuff, that was more TikTok that brought that in. So yeah, it's pretty different, but I mean, you get used to it. In the beginning, I was a bit hesitant, like being on Musical.ly for so long, I was just like stuck in my ways. And then I was like, no, this can't be happening, but you know, you just have to learn like to change up your content and it worked well. I think it definitely worked in my favor because I found so many new things that I'd never, you know, tried doing before so much new content that I'd never tried making. So yeah, it's been pretty good. So what were you doing on Musical.ly then like before the change? I actually, even though I have been a dancer, like all my life, I never did dance videos on there. Um, I mainly did transition videos, which are like camera tricks. You'd probably call it like just doing like, to music it's kind of a little music video type of thing um changing like between backgrounds and scenes outfits things like that um and you're like lip syncing the songs it might sound a bit cringy but if you have a look they're pretty cool like there's some pretty talented transitioners out there some people still do it now on tiktok they're coming back a little bit but yeah like i don't really do them anymore i guess i kind of just grew out of it but yeah i still think they're pretty awesome so you mentioned a whole bunch of different stuff that you do now so like is there an overarching theme or or like thing you're trying to bring across in your TikTok? Um, 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I have a slogan, which is spreading smiles. So that's kind of what ties together my content. That's like my aim, you know, make people smile, just have fun with it. I do a lot of live streaming as well. Um, so that also incorporates that same kind of idea. But yeah, I try and like use that across all of my content, whether it's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, that's just what I do, I guess. And yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you said that with such enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I was terrible. Awesome. It was, wasn't uh, it? Yeah, it was big smile. Uh, I was already uh, moving on. I was like, oh, but you do. Like, I was smiling because it's like, I was kind of also halfway thinking where I was, what I was going to ask you next. And I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, I've, I've got, I've got, I've got something to ask. I mean, we work obviously very extensively in YouTube um, and starting to move much more into TikTok. But, um, you know, one thing we are always asked, or I think people, is about the difficulty in making TikTok videos like uh, i think people sometimes dismiss sometimes how much effort goes into making one um yeah. you t- talk to us about like that process of developing a, t- a video for the platform yeah it kind of depends what video i'm doing like some videos will be a lot quicker than others like a dance video for me might take you know 10 minutes or 15 minutes to learn and then i'll shoot it sometimes in the first like three goes you might get it like if it's a pretty simple one and it might only take 10 minutes sometimes it can take half an hour it just depends what you're doing with that um, but like comedy skits definitely take a lot longer just before this podcast, I was actually like shooting one. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a lot of comedy skits lately, just recently, actually, I started doing them and they've been going pretty well for me. So yeah, it's been good fun. Um, those ones, yeah, obviously, you know, there's all the editing that goes into them and, um, you know, outfit changes and things like that. And then same with like daily vlogs as well. I do those probably every second day on my, um, TikTok page. And those are similar, um, doing, you know, editing afterwards and then you have to be filming all day essentially because it's, you know, a daily vlog. And then, yeah, afterwards you'll have to do a voiceover. They're usually like voiceover at the end. I don't speak throughout them. So it's just muted clips and then voice it over at the end and add some music. So, yeah, definitely the ones that involve editing are what the ones that take the longest time. But, yeah, I think they always turn out like the best result for sure. Are they the ones your fans love the most? Yeah, I think I used to be more known for dance, I think, and everyone was into that. But now those videos haven't been doing too well for me. I still make them because I enjoy them. But um, I can definitely tell that the comedy skits are what people are liking and, you know, I've just been going with it. But, yeah, it's been fun. Nice. Um, and tell us about your growth. Like, obviously, you started musically, like, you know, Ant was talking about, but, like, how fast did you grow there? Where did you really start to pick up, like, um, a lot of a lot more movement? So this year has probably been the biggest for me so far. Um, but so when I started 2015, I wasn't really like aiming to grow a following at all. I was just doing it for fun, really. I just joined. I saw my sister like made an account and some of her friends, they were doing like live streaming. And I was like, oh, okay, what's this app? I don't know, Musical.ly. So I just downloaded it. I would do like every now and then just literally lip sync videos. I think it was 2017 and 2018, I kind of started finding transitions and I started making online friends. So yeah, it was just really cool to be able to be a part of the actual community rather than just on the outside, you know? Um, so yeah, then 20 as well, probably late 2018, I started doing dance videos, um, and growing a little bit there, but yeah, 2019 and this year have definitely been the biggest for me. Like I think at the end of last year, probably was around 400 K. Um, but now I'm at 1.3 million. So I don't know, it's been pretty quick. I think last few months with the comedy skits I've been doing and it's just grown a lot. So that's enormous. That's great growth. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't it's sworn like a month ago when we were chatting, not even that long, you had 800,000 followers. Was yeah, that about right? I had a million when we spoke. I was probably still, yeah, maybe 900. It's crazy. Far out. That's yeah. Nice. And where are they mainly? I mean, you're here in Australia. Where, where are your fans? 
I've probably got about like 38% in the US. So that's my biggest following. And then in Australia, probably around like 15% of my following. I've got a bit in New Zealand, the UK. They're probably my main audiences. Um, India as well. So yeah, those are probably my main ones. And have you ever interacted with your fans apart from through the videos? Have you ever met them in real life? Yeah, lots of times. Um, So I've had a few meet and greets that some of them, like other people have run. I also ran one in the start of this year, pre-COVID, so it was all safe. Um, And that was crazy. Like I didn't know what to expect. And I think there were around three or 400 people that turned up. So it was insane, like just crazy. Um, and then a lot of times, like, I'll just meet people when I'm out, like, you know, I'll just be shopping and someone will be like, oh my God, she's from TikTok. And I'm like, hi. <laughs> so yeah, it's pretty cool. It's crazy. That's <laughs> oh, cool. And, and, um, obviously in COVID times, it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a little bit different, right? You can't really get out and meet the fans and stuff. So how, how are you finding that they still love the engagement just through the platform itself? Yeah, definitely. I think things like live streaming definitely help in that sense. Cause it's more personal rather than, you know, just your videos, they kind of, might feel like they're on the outside and they don't have that direct connection with you. But live streaming, you know, on Instagram, especially I can do guesting and like, you know, video call with people that watch me as well. So that's pretty cool to get to know them on that more personal level too. Hey Jazz, you're, you're across most of the big video platforms. Like you're, you're on them, you're creating them, YouTube, you know, Instagram, TikTok. What's like, and I think a lot of people are still very like, unless they're on there, like, you know, either lurking and consuming a crap ton of content like Fred or, or, creating content like Fred. tiktok is like yeah well fred's got his uh alternative uh tiktok <laughs> dance channel we'll we'll freak later it's it's um amazing it's good but um like it, it's kind of like this sort of unknown world of like it's that crazy place over there so and like what like what's the what do you see as the difference like what is actually going on in tiktok that might be different or maybe it's not different to the other platforms that people are more familiar with I honestly don't even know I think it's just anything and everything like TikTok is just so all over the place like you never know what you're going to get it's not so like structured and because of the for you page like I don't know you're just kind of getting content from like all over the place and from all over the world and it's just always there for you it's very quick I think also the fact that it's very like fast-paced usually 15 second to one minute videos so I don't know I think maybe that just is perfect for like you know this current time with our generation being so like our attention attention spans are just getting shorter all the time so yeah i think that might be the main difference like people are just wanting to get that like fast um dose of content so like everyone just loves it i think it's crazy i don't know and, and like i think yeah like like you said that's su- like surprise element you never know what you're going to get like a fire hose of random amazing content so you, um, you just mentioned the the for, for you page. What like for people who don't understand what that is, because there's probably plenty of people who haven't been on TikTok. Maybe they should check it out. But like, what's that? What's going on there? Yeah. So TikTok's algorithm is all like artificial intelligence that controls the for you page. Um, so it basically is like a discover page. Um, like on Instagram, you know, you've got like the explore page, that kind of thing. Um, but it's tailored to you. It's actually for you that's why it's called the for you page so it will have like say that you've engaged with a lot of dance videos you've commented on a lot you know you've liked a lot shared them it can you know obviously tell through artificial intelligence and then it will tailor your for you page to you so you know you might notice you're getting a lot more dance videos and that's because of what you're interacting with so I think that's what makes it so cool the fact that TikTok you go on your for you page open it up and you just know you're going to most likely get videos that you're going to be interested in there's also going to be a mix like a lot of times this at least from what I've noticed, the like smaller accounts that I'll be getting 
are similar to what I usually engage with, but I'll get a lot of like very viral videos that have like millions of likes that are completely like different to what I might have ever engaged with before. But because they're so viral, they just appear for everyone or like for a lot of people at least. So, yeah. It, it is funny. We're really interested in the algorithmic differences between the platforms. And it is funny because when I go into TikTok, um, I rarely interact with any accounts. I don't think I've... I've done ever done much, but I, I tend to get a lot of comedy stuff. But then True also a lot lurker. of stuff around You're just lurking. No, but I get Not I get a lot of stuff. I get I get a lot of stuff from like doctors and nurses, like who are doing comedy, and I find that was weird. Like I was thinking, are there just a lot of doctors and nurses here who are doing comedy? Um, and and I get a lot of like comedians, and typically like a lot of like uh, you know a mix between Australian and U.S. comedians. I'm like, yeah. And then I started thinking algorithmically. I mean, that must be what it thinks. I like the most, and I'm probably getting served at the most. But uh, I'd be interested to to see what everyone else experiences. Like, what's what's yours like, and who do you get on 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 TikTok? It, it, uh, as much shade as I'm throwing at Fred, I'm a complete TikTok lurker <laughs> as well. Um, mine is random, but mine um, mostly is is like dance related stuff. Like, it is like the stereotypical. Um, teen dance stuff and i think that's because when i first got on i was like looking at it from that perspective and like well what are kids what are the what are the kids these days looking at um trying to figure it out and like i i don't spend that much time on the platform but when i do i get like served a lot of um yeah like a lot of dance routines to like trending songs etc um which tiktok is incredibly famous for obviously and yeah and a fair bit of um a fair bit of comedy but like not as much like scripted type comedy, like it's kind of like the stunts, the pranks, and stuff like that. Well, speaking of that, what do you think, Jazz, is going to be the, the next trend for TikTok? I think comedy skits right now are pretty big. Like, from what I've noticed from other people's pages, like a lot of people are going towards original content because I think definitely from musically to TikTok, like it's gone a lot from using other people's sounds or using comedy sounds that other people have used and just lip syncing those comedy sounds as well. Like, that was really big on musically. Um, and even in the beginning of TikTok, I think that was quite a big thing. But, yeah, now definitely original content, like original skits. Um, like I do parents in – look, one I've recently started is um, me as a parent in 2040. So it'll be like me jamming to TikTok songs in the car and my kids in the back being like, oh, this is so lame. Like, shut up. I saw, um, I saw actually saw that. That was actually – I really, I really enjoyed that one. That was good. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah, I think everyone's really into like original kind of stuff at the moment. So pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that that one. Have you done a series? I've only only saw one video in that in a series. But have you done many of those ones, like parent kid interactions? I have. I've done that series. Probably has like seven or eight parts at this point, and oh, I'm right. thinking I don't know how much longer I can carry this out for. Um, but I'm just kind of like twisting it around and making different um, versions of it. So I have one like called Spoiled Kids in 2020. So yeah, just different comedy skits, but similar concepts. Yeah, cool. And do you find yeah. you have to keep being innovative like all the time? You're always trying to think of new things. Definitely. Yeah. Cause you never know like what's going to suddenly, you know, be the next viral trend and TikTok's so unpredictable, which is I think what's cool about it. So you're always experiencing, you know, different videos, whether it's like on your for you page or your own creativity, like you're always um, trying out something new and that's what I love about TikTok. And um, like when we're you know talking to creators about programming for YouTube, for example, like, you know, a programming strategy is, is pretty important, but they, you know, you've got to think about the balance of content you're, you're putting on there. Um, with TikTok, do you actually, think about that like what do you how do you program it like am i putting this type of video you know this week this other type of video next week in or is it just more of a flow in terms of what you feel is right i kind of just take it day by day but like each day i try and upload roughly 
two to four videos, I'd say three on average. So I just try and give people a balance of different content because I know there's people who are really on my page for the dance content and there's people who are on my page like predominantly just for my comedy skits or some for my daily vlogs. So mm. I just try and give them like a bit of everything. So each day I'll think, all right, I've done, you know, one comedy skit today. We'll do one dance video that might not take me as long, but I know there's people who are waiting for that kind of content and I enjoy making it. So yeah, I just try and do a bit of it, everything every day. So in these difficult times of COVID where it is hard to collaborate, how do you, how do you go about that, Jess? So yeah, like, you can do online collaborations. That's something that I definitely do a bit of. Like you just, you know, get on a FaceTime call with your friends and organize something. Um, sometimes it could be like doing dance videos. I've done ones before where you'll have, you know, your friend dancing on your laptop screen and you're standing behind it. You just got to kind of sync it up, that kind of thing. They're not too hard to put together. But um, I've noticed a lot of people doing like skits and they'll do it on TikTok, like online. So they'll have to just, you know, send each other the clips and do it that way, um, like a back and forth kind of skit. But, yeah, I haven't done too many collaborations lately just because, yeah, obviously it's pretty difficult. It's nice when you can, but, yeah, this time not so much. So, yeah. I'm going to bring this up. Uh, I'm sure the guys are sick of hearing it. But have you seen the the Snoop Dogg mini log collaboration? I have. Yes, I have. How awesome is that? <laughs> it was so cool. That song's awesome. <laughs> it's so good. And the reason I mentioned it is because I was looking at it and thinking, how does anyone collaborate during this time? Like at this point, like, you know, when you're in COVID, you know, they shot that all in his, in his compound, like in his house. <laughs> That's, That's what awesome. Snoop's house just normally looks like. They didn't do any yeah. set dressing or anything. It's just like, Stand. that's Snoop. Did somebody say, then you love me. Get delivery like a G. See? So good. So good. Can I just point out this is not sponsored by Menulog? It is way, not. It is not sponsored by Menulog. I'm just really fascinated, like how are people at the moment doing collaborations? It's it's a hard thing to do in any sense normally, but now when it's it's significantly more difficult to do, um, you know, because people, it is still a great way to get out there and um, promote your content and you know, get new fans, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's you've got to be a little bit innovative, right? Yeah, exactly. Pretty difficult, but. Or, you, or you have to have a massive house we can invite and you know cruise and yeah. stuff over and, and just do it all there. Yeah, there you go. Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got paid 10 million, oh, well, the equivalent of Australia, so maybe five million pounds, like seven and a half million US dollars to do that. That's nuts. Anyway, we'll get enough of that. But collaboration is very interesting. So, what do you, what, do you have any collaborations coming up? Not yet. Like, I do have my um, agency, they're born bred talent, and we've got kind of like a weekend away, so we're going to do a lot of collaborations. It's supposed to be in October, but it's a bit hard to tell whether I'll be able to get out of Melbourne at that point. Um, but fingers crossed that will go ahead. So there's heaps of different talent. Um, there's a lot of dancers, there's comedians, and I'm looking forward to that because we'll just, you know, go to Sydney for the weekend and, you know, we'll have different events set up, little workshops, um, probably with like different, you know, music companies. Like we work with Warner Music quite a bit. Um, and, yeah, just get to collaborate with other Aussie creators. So I'm looking forward to it. That's cool. And do you have any like TikTok buddies, like people you do a lot of stuff with? Yeah, I mean, like, I do have a lot of online friends, but a lot of them are in different states, so I don't really get to collaborate with them much. Um, but, you know, I've, like, gone to Queensland for just, like, you know, a week or so and then we'll collaborate or my friends will come here to Melbourne for a little bit. But it's just more those kind of collaborations for a short amount of time. Like, mm. I was in the US last year in June, July for um, VidCon, and I was actually – I wasn't there for VidCon. I was actually studying there by coincidence for the summer um, at UCLA, and then I ended up – going to VidCon as well. So I met heaps of my American TikTok friends there. So that was a really good opportunity to collab, yeah. yeah. What do you study? I finished last year, I graduated, but I did um, professional communication. So 
yeah, I was interested in like journalism at the beginning and then kind of turned into media and then it became social media behind the scenes. And then I realized, yeah, I just want to be a content creator. So how much does the, the universities, how much do they know about this space compared to what you know now? I'm very curious. Not too much. I mean, you learn like some basic stuff about social media, but I never really like properly studied social media. I was doing in my course, I was doing a lot of like advertising, um, yeah, journalism, public relations and media. So the media stuff I was doing was just more so like film and television. Um, they had radio kind of courses as well. So I didn't learn too much about actual like being a content creator myself as, a, you know, making my own brand and all of that I've had to learn on my own. So. And how have you found that, like just learning all those things? I think it's been a good experience. Just like you're kind of thrown in the deep end being a content creator. Like you have to just do everything yourself. So yeah, like you just find ways to learn, I guess. And with my management at the moment, we've been having a lot of weekly webinars and they'll get different people in from, you know, different companies to talk to us about collaborating with brands or creating merch and yeah, lots of different knowledge. So it's nice to kind of have like some structure. I think it just kind of feels like, oh yeah, I'm back at school. Like I'm actually learning it rather than just me like Googling stuff, you know, yeah. but yeah, it's good. That's it. And like, I mean, obviously you have to keep learning. I mean, this, these platforms keep evolving. Um, but how different is it going from platform to platform? Like obviously you're on YouTube as well and Insta as well. Like how different are they creating content in the different places? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty different. Like for me, YouTube, even though I've always watched YouTube since I was a kid, like it still feels a bit foreign to me, like as a creator on there. And yeah, that's just something I'm just trying to na- navigate. Like Ant has been helping me heaps lately. So thanks, Ant. Um, <laughs> but- and his aunt is very old, old and very wise. Yes. He's an expert. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah, trying to figure stuff out like I think it's just trial and error really, so just doing what I can. What do you uh, like I wanted to go hungry dog got it. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry aunt that just got that. Well, I'm curious as no, to no, please, why that was teed up. Please please carry, um, carry on, carry on. Do you have that like teed up? No, no, before? no. I don't um, I don't. Is that like in your playlist, I get minds every. No, I'm sorry again, Ed. It just it happened again. I'm, I apologize. Please, please continue. Um, I, I just wanted to go back to TikTok quickly and understand a bit more about like the content on there. Like, how long does it last? Like, if you you're, you're making a lot of content, how long is it like getting served to people? Or like, how, yeah, like how long does a piece of content on TikTok? What's its life? Really? Like, it just depends. Sometimes things just change so fast. Like, you wouldn't even realise that weeks later, another video that you posted, like, say, three weeks ago is just popping off again and, like, it's getting all this traction. And I don't know where it comes from, to be honest. Sometimes a video will be doing pretty poorly in the beginning and then, you know, it might be just a couple of days later, it starts to go trending again. So I guess it depends on the people who are interacting with it at the time. Like, sometimes I'll post a video, it will be, like, evening here, the Americans will still be asleep. And then I wake up the next day and the video's gone viral and I'm like, oh, okay. So I think overnight, like the US, it just that's like where it got heaps of traction. And then yeah, you just wake up to that and then it kind of goes viral in Australia too. I guess it yeah, just ends up going everywhere. So it's interesting how it works. I don't know, it's very strange. Going viral or or, or some sort of form of virality, is that kind of the holy grail of a of a piece of content for TikTok or like nice just nice to have? Um, yeah, I guess it's cool, but like for me, I don't know, I'm more just concerned about like the content I'm making and like the way that the audience is receiving it. Like I hope that my audience enjoys it and that's why I make it. But yeah, I think definitely like that's a big part of TikTok. Everyone wants to go viral and it's like it used to be all these classic captions like um don't let this flop or like my mum said that if I get five hundred K likes on this video, like she's gonna buy me this new computer or something. Like there's always 
an incentive and everyone's like wanting to go viral. So I think it's just a big part of the culture of the app. Mm. TikTok, do you ever think about it being, you know, all the other big platforms tend to be American-based platforms. Uh, TikTok is, isn't. Um, and there's always been a little bit of tension based around that, you know, different, you know, political issues. Do you ever feel like it could be a little bit dangerous, a little bit tenuous, like it gets banned in a country all of a sudden and then you just lose part of an audience? Yeah, I mean, just like recently how there's been that whole, you know, call for TikTok to be banned and everyone was freaking out. Like the other day I woke up at, I think it was like 5 a.m. I just happened to wake up and I was looking at TikTok and all the videos had zero views and zero likes. And I was like, okay, it might be a glitch, but I went onto my, um, like, what's it called, my live streaming page to see who was live. And I've never seen so many accounts that I follow live at once. I think there were around 20 people live, which is huge. If you are constantly on TikTok, you'll realize that you might see like three people live at one time. Like, seeing 20 people was insane. And I looked at all their captions. They were like, goodbye, TikTok. This is the end. Thank you for the memories. And I was like, what's going on? So I started joining them and everyone was panicking, but it was actually just a glitch. And TikTok ended up posting on Twitter about it. Like, sorry for this. Like, it's just <laughs> bad timing. Everyone thought that the ban of TikTok was suddenly happening. Oh no, that must be what terrible. What did feel like? Like, yeah. did you feel like, oh man, I've built something here? What, like, what, how did that feel for someone? It was scary. A lot of them were American TikTokers because it was so early in the morning here. But like I had recently spoken to my management about it and like they kind of reassured me that nothing was really going to be happening just yet with TikTok here. So I was kind of feeling safe about it. But still seeing that was a bit of a shock. Like I wasn't expecting it. So I don't know, like the thought of losing your whole platform and like essentially it's your work as well. Like it's pretty scary. And I think from then everyone was like posting, come on, guys, make sure you follow me on YouTube and Instagram and trying to transfer their following over, but that's not easy either. No, it's not. It is, it is tricky to get people from one platform to, to another sometimes because also because of the, the types of content on those platforms vary very much. Um, exactly. You know, like the, the fun, inventive nature of TikTok compared to like the more static and fast-moving Instagram. And then you've got, you know, YouTube, which is more like, you know, long, long session viewing um, uh, yeah. habits. So it is difficult to get people across. So, I mean, how are you getting more people to the other platforms? So for Instagram, it's mostly just through like live streaming. That's kind of been the best method for me that I've found. So I'll just like go live on Instagram and I'll post um, a short video on TikTok, just like, hey guys, I'm live right now. Come over and join. And like a lot of people end up following my Instagram as well from that. So that's worked with me. And then for YouTube, it's pretty much just whenever I upload um, a new video, I'll put up a like either a short snippet of it or it'll just be me like letting people know that there's a premiere happening in say like an hour or so and then you know everyone can come over and join the premiere so it's kind of a way that I can also get to talk to the audience in the live comments of the premiere at the same time um but yeah also I guess on Instagram IGTV is another way like I'll post parts of my IGTV series that I do it's called Disaster Chef because <laughs> I'm a really bad book. <laughs> um and I'll just post like a little part of that and let people know like you know, go check out the link in my bio and you can watch my new IGTV video. So, yeah, there's a few different ways, but it's not easy, that's for sure. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that happened. I don't know what's going on here. The system is is not working. There is a, definitely an issue. There's a bug in the system. I can't see Fred at the moment, but I can just imagine he's he's sitting there, like, <laughs> practicing his, his choreographed dance moves in preparation. <laughs> uh, I promise it'll be the last time it happens. We fix the issues, everyone. I apologize for the technical difficulties. What is the issue? Is you so <laughs> we can't it's my, it's just, my finger just keeps pressing the button every and to speak and just happen. I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna stop, stop touching. You're gonna play a Snoop, Snoop song, play, play something, play something good from Snoop. That is good. That's really, it's really good. You should, you should see the comments on this video. People are like, this is genuinely good, good stuff. 
This is good yeah. stuff. Anyway, anyway let's Manulog, let's, let's move on because Manulog isn't sponsoring this and Ant does need to talk a little bit. Completely interrupted where my brain is. <laughs> I don't know where my brain is now. It's just not here. I was, thinking, I was actually thinking of food and, and then um, had a moment as I was about to have a have a bite of a snack where Jazz mentioned her featured snack in her last YouTube video, which was the first time as a featured snack. And then I decided, well, I need a snack of a feature. And I have so, a snack too. I have, what are these? Migoring flavoured chips. Yum. <laughs> Sounds good. Could be amazing or hideous. I'm not sure what, but migoring is like heaven. So mm. It doesn't Migoring, so yeah, <laughs> they're you know they're not bad. I just, I just have popcorn with lots of butter. Nice, yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, Very nice. Fred has something. I've been, I've been eating these. Menu log, I think, oh is, no, is these aren't. Man. I got these just at the, the store. These little tortoise, orange zest tortoise, not tortoise, like a like a like a you know like a little reptile thing, but a tortas, T O R T A S. Quite good. Tortoises, reptiles. I don't. Yeah, anyway, that's my um, snack. Hey, Jazz, anyway, <clears throat> moving on. Uh, you, you, like, you're creating all of this content and all these different shows and formats and, and like great ideas. And what's your goal? Yeah, honestly, right now I think I'm just having fun with it, just going with, you know, whatever I'm making at the time. Like as long as I'm enjoying it and people are enjoying the content, I'm happy. Um, but, yeah, like I guess because it's become a job for me at the same time now, so that's amazing. So I just, yeah, really want to keep going with it. I would love to eventually like move into also presenting. That's kind of my next goal. Um, I want to do like some TV presenting and I have a few things kind of like in the works um, probably after COVID though, because yeah, right now things are a bit difficult to start, but yeah, like I want to do presenting. I also am thinking maybe like directing um, like documentary series and stuff. I'd really love to do something like that. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to like just create even like a Netflix show. I'm really into like film and television too, which is part of what I studied. So I'd love that. Nice. Hey, are you talking about obviously doing it full time? What are the revenue model like models for, for for being a creator on TikTok? How do you guys earn money? So there's live streaming firstly, like within the app itself. Live streaming is pretty much the only way you can actually um, make money. There's a new like monetization part of TikTok now where you can like connect with brands. It's called um, Creator Marketplace. Mm. I've done a little bit through there, like I've kind of just started having a look at that, but it's mostly like being with an agency is probably the easiest way to connect with brands. So that's what I've been doing with Born Bread Talent. Um, and yeah, it's pretty much just like brand collaborations with, you know, whether it's like music or like sometimes Sony, um, Sony music or like Warner music I've done with a few different companies like Universal as well. And then also with like literally any other brands you can think of, like there's brands from Champion to like Menu Log or yeah, there's brands from everywhere that are trying to get onto TikTok right now. So it's crazy. Nice, cool. Are you sponsored by Menulog? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> that would be the ultimate. Like, I, you know what? I actually am. Thank you for making this uh, a little bit better. <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> um, like, what are what are brands looking for when like when they work with a a, a TikTok creator? Like, um, mostly it's just authenticity. I think they just want someone who can like show that they genuinely care about the brand and who have like a strong connection with their following. Because I think there's a lot of, um creators who might like have a very large following but not actually have like that close connection but then there's a lot of creators who might only have like you know say 50k 100k on tiktok but they have that really close connection because they go live or they interact with people a lot in their comment section and i think that's what brands love like they just love genuine people who want to connect with others you know 
That is good advice. And you know what? We are at the end of um, this wonderful podcast, uh, but you always have one great question to ask at the end, so I will give that to you. But yeah. Hey, um, Jazz, have you like got any top tips for people who are aspiring TikTokers? I think personally, just be yourself. I know there's so much content out there and a lot of times you feel inclined to like make something similar and it's good to be inspired by others, but I think to also find your own niche, that's like definitely the main thing I can say. And that's how, you know, most of the TikTokers who currently have like a large platform now they have something about them whether it's like a personality trait or a skill or a talent that they have there's always something that shines and everyone does I believe that everyone has something that shines about them and even if it's something you don't know yet like you will find it so just experiment and have fun with it and you will find your niche so yeah just enjoy it honestly I like that like you know keep working till you find that thing you're good at that's that's a good that's a good tip I like that one thank you thank you. <laughs> yeah and do you have a tip do you have a TikTok tip before we before we go? Oh, I'm not qualified to give TikTok tips. Um, <laughs> other than like an observation, I I've, I've noticed in the last couple of years, and you'll see predominantly um, like teenage girls, like when they're standing in line, you think that they're like having like they're fidgeting, but they're there practicing their like their TikTok dance routines, like their choreograph. It's you you see it everywhere. In the last couple of years, it's like more and more if you go to the shops yeah you, you see kids walking down the street or at the park or something they're all practicing <laughs> choreographed moves and like i remember my wife going what is going on i'm like oh, it's tiktok yeah i see it all the time too just walking around the shops and you just see kids like walking with their parents like doing all these crazy fast tiktok moves and i'm like i feel that i'm literally the same <laughs> brilliant i love it uh, and that observation um jazz jasmine txo Check it out on all those social channels. Thanks so much for joining Burger in the no-no. Hope they picked a pickle in. One time on a cat. And one thing to note, everyone, just uh, check out Fred's uh, TikTok channel. We'll find out what it is. And we'll expect. Maybe Jazz will give us, like, the opening move. Nice. This is the super collab. Let's do this. <laughs> awesome. Jazz, thanks, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, thanks, guys. We the generation. Look on the mic.